1: Hello everybody, it's Melissa and I have a special episode for you today. I was actually contacted by George of the Unpacking Neuroqueerness podcast um, and he asked me if I wanted to come on his podcast and talk about the Big Bang Theory. And if you've been listening to my podcast for any length of time, you know that I am a huge fan of The Big Bang Theory and um, really find the show relatable in a lot of ways. Um, but George wanted to talk about, you know, he's a he's a fan of the show as well, but we both um, acknowledge that there are some problematic aspects of the show. So we wanted to kind of unpack um, the show and even more specifically the character of Sheldon. Sheldon is a very complex character for a lot of us autistic people. Some people find him very offensive. Other people like myself find him pretty relatable. Um, but there are, you know, some aspects of the Sheldon character that I can admit, you know, are definitely, uh, very stereotyped and, and can be problematic. So anyway, George and I wanted to just sort of like have a chat about Big Bang and and all of the pros and cons and all the things we love and some of the things that we don't necessarily love about the show. So, this was a super fun episode to do with George. And I asked him if I could go ahead and publish the episode on my podcast as well. And he said, "Sure, that's fine." So I'm gonna publish the episode here. If you listen to his podcast as well, you've probably already heard this episode. So sorry about the repeat, um, but if not, this will be new to you. So go ahead and listen to. George and I discuss uh, Big Bang Theory and if you don't listen to George's podcast go check it out it's called Unpacking Neuroqueerness you can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts and uh, it's great he's awesome his podcast is awesome and uh, yeah I hope you guys enjoy our chat
0: happy to be back talking to you I enjoyed the last time a lot
2: so me too thank you I'm happy to have you back as well and I'm really excited to be talking to you today about the big bang theory um the because we both were both big uh we were big fan I I still am a big I think we we still are fans I, I I get I'm more cautious with it now because I have mixed feelings, but we'll, we'll get into that soon. But we're both fans of The Big Bang Theory and um, we, we we both really resonated with the Sheldon Cooper character um, as we were watching because he is indeed autistic coded um, and we're, we'll get into that. but. Um, you know we always resonated a lot with with like his strong special interests his very scientific very rational um um personality and way of seeing things um and his struggle to understand neuronormative neurotypical communication styles and and his emphasis on directness and um agreements like his friendship agreements i always like that's something i always found really cool cuz i re- i relate to it a lot as well yeah um yeah. yeah uh anyway so we decided to do an episode together um as a this will be published on on both our platforms um and uh and it, it'll be kind of a review of the big bang theory good things about it things that could have been better things that might be problematic um Mm -hmm. all sorts of stuff like that so all right yeah
0: i'm excited because i love talking about i mean i am a fan of the show i know what you mean when you're like "Ooh, it's kind of because there are certain people that have really strong negative feelings about the big bang theory. So it's kind of a controversial thing sometimes to be like, Oh, I love the big bang theory, but I do. I, it's my comfort show that I watch daily before I go to bed. Mm -hmm. I turn it on. I fall asleep with it on. Like I, I do. I really resonate with a lot of the characters, but yeah, mostly Sheldon. Sheldon. while he does have some, uh, very like he's almost like a caricature of autism you would say Mm
2: -hmm.
0: um which is a little bit problematic
2: (laughs) he's a certain he's a, a caricature of i guess a certain presentation of autism which
0: exactly yeah
2: which is why i think that's why a lot of people i mean there are other reasons too but i feel like that's one of the reasons that people Are critical of of his character because similar Mm -hmm. to the good doctor because i mean the good doctor is different though because i think the good doctor is even more stereotypical and it it actually bothers me i can't even watch it anymore um Mm -hmm. and uh but but i understand what people say when when they mean like he's white low support needs um male male yeah um yeah. heterosexual, or, yeah, mm-hmm. heterosexual, from what we know. Um,
0: yeah.
2: So, um. anyways, yeah, the, the first thing I wanted to touch on is, as I mentioned earlier, and uh, actually the reason I found out, because I think you've, obviously, you found out um, before I did, because um, it was actually, I listened, I was listening to an episode of, of Melissa's podcast, Oh, That's Just My Autism, And, um, she mentioned that she had listened to a podcast with Bill Prady, which was one of the creators of the Big Bang Theory, and, um, he talked about the the fact that he is autistic, um, and he did influence the writing of the Sheldon character, um, and, um, and so, it, my suspi- essentially, my suspicion was true because I always had the suspicion as I was growing up that Sheldon might be autistic-coded because I did relate a lot to him in terms of his um, traits, his personality, his way of seeing the world, his directness, his, his special interests, his passion for science, and also his confusion when it comes to neuronormative, neurotypical, societal molds and expectations and communication styles, um, his focus on directness and rigidity. Like, there were just so many things that were just like, wow, I am this guy. This guy is me. And and then, and it was interesting because I used to, because I didn't even have a diagnosis um, until I was 16, and I used to just attribute it to like a personality type or something. I was like, I knew that we were very similar. But then, once I got diagnosed and I realized that these things that I that were very apparent to me about myself, like very strong special interests and struggling socially were actually major autistic traits, I then... I remember Googling um, Sheldon Cooper autism or something like that. And it, sure enough, a bunch of stuff popped up because there already had been from the beginning of the show, which was 2007, which is a while ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's why there's some... Anyways, um, I... I had already; uh, it was already suspected since then, because people that were in the neurodiversity world and the au- autistic community and and whatnot um, back then were already, sus- probably already seeing this and already talking about it. Um, and th- so it all came full circle when I listened to Melissa's episode um, about about how how Bill Prady came out, basically confirming what we believed. Um yeah. and so yeah, I I know I've done a lot of talking to to start out this episode. Um so my, I I'll I'll ask you Melissa what was the um, what was it like for did you have that suspicion as well about Sheldon and what was it like for you when you found out?
0: Um yes, yeah, I definitely did. Um I think to those of us who are are on the spectrum it's pretty obvious because you're just like, there are too many things there that are just like stand out as like, Oh my gosh, this is such an autistic trait. Um, oh, before I go into anything, I just want to say it. If anyone wants to listen to that episode with Bill Prady, um, the the podcast that I heard it on was My Bialik's breakdown Maya Bialik was actually on the show. She plays Amy Farrah Fowler, um, Sheldon's love interest in the show. And uh, so she had Bill Prady on, and that's where they had that interview and where he talked a lot about his influence over the the character Sheldon and his creation. Um, So, uh, yeah, Sheldon to me... So, my relation to Sheldon is like a little bit different than yours just because, and I have done, I did an episode on this about like how I sometimes find myself relating to these stereotypical male autistic characters. Right. Um, which is interesting because it's always been said like, Oh, females with autism have so, like such a much different presentation and a much different experience and all of this. But then which, you know, um, on some facets, I guess, is true, but I think the more we're finding out about autism, I think the more that we're learning that the, the belief about that is a little bit more fluid than we thought before. I've, I've met a lot of autistic men who feel like they fit more into what's considered like the quote unquote female presentation and yeah. vice versa. So I think that that sort of stereotype is sort of the lines are getting blurred on that already. But to me, it felt like, well, you know, this is proof that we all kind of like at a base level kind of have a lot of the same things going on and can really relate Mm -hmm. to each other, even though we may present in different ways and experience certain traits in different ways. Um, So, but I always found that... Sheldon just the way he views the world and sort of some of his quirks that I always thought like things about myself where I'm like, this is just like a weird thing that I do or that Same. I think. Yeah. And he would like, like having a certain spot that you like to sit in. And if anybody sits there, you're like, oh, that's my spot, mm-hmm. you know, or like, Same. yeah. <laughs> or there's one episode where, They're going, they're in the car and they're trying to decide where to go for dinner. And I think somebody said like, oh, we should have Thai food. And he's like, we can't have Thai food for dinner. We have Indian for lunch. And they're like, so, and he's like, those are both curry based cuisines. That would be gastronomically redundant. And I was like, oh my God, I get that so hard because I'm the same Mm -hmm. way. I'm like, I can't have two similar-ish meals like in the same day. It's, you know. Yeah, Yeah. so just weird things like that. There's one episode where Leonard accidentally, or Sheldon accidentally drinks out of Leonard's water and he, like, freaks out. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, so there's just, like, so many things where it's, like... Exactly. Yeah, on the show, they, like, it's comedy. Mm -hmm. They make fun of it. Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of people find a problem with the Sheldon character because... Sometimes these quirks that are funny can actually like in real life when you have them be uh, debilitating mm-hmm. at certain times in certain ways or things that have caused you like struggle um, or things that people have considered weird about you or have made fun of you about. Yeah. Maybe it's like triggering to some it people. It can be
2: triggering. Exactly. And,
0: and I fully, fully, get that um but to me personally it's comforting to have someone have a character like that to look at and relate to and not take it so seriously that's like kind of how i view it
2: yeah yeah that that makes sense um it's I think especially the fact that when you when you remember that it was... Um, the show did start 15... I guess 15 or 16 years ago. There yeah. was a lot more that... I think there wasn't as much discourse yet about like um, certain kind of jokes and problematic jokes. Not just with ableism, but with like sexism and homophobia mm-hmm. and... Because I think a lot of people talk about, like, those issues, too, how there were a lot of, like, sexist jokes and homophobic jokes, but mm-hmm. in when you look at it in the context, not to say that it's, like, justified, but that when you look at it, or at least for me, when I look at it in the context of that it was 2007, um, it then it makes sense, and I understand that, like, you know, because sometimes I'll make, you know, like, I'll make fun of like little things that I do that are like autistic related. So I understand that it's like, like you said, you know, if you think about it in a different way of just like it's a TV show, especially a 2007 TV show being a TV show, then I can understand. But I also definitely understand like how it can be triggering because it um i, I experienced that um myself like i i would even though i still like i like the show i still do there are moments that it does trigger me when i'm watching it because i'm like darn it like the way they're like essentially like bullying Sheldon. it it never gets revealed in the show. Of course, they... And I I think part of why it doesn't get revealed in the show that he's autistic is because if it was revealed, it would be obvious that they're they're bullying Sheldon for being autistic. Um, yes. But it's like they're bullying Sheldon for these things or, that are... Or like, oh my God, thank God Sheldon's not here or something like that. You know, like when they're in the... Uh, when they go on the Arctic expedition and they're like away from Sheldon and it's like Yeah. yeah. Um yeah, exactly. He's it's yeah, like there's this burden. I, yeah.
0: That's a really good point because there are a lot of scenes like that in the show that are really heartbreaking. I feel like my problem with Sheldon's character in the show is not so much Sheldon's character, but the other characters' reactions and interactions with Sheldon because yeah, it is very much like there are a lot of autistic people that do act exactly like Sheldon. Um, And I don't think that's problematic. You know, it's just, it's showing one, one, like you said, pretty stereotypical presentation, but like, I feel like, yeah, some of the scenes where they're being cruel or being like, Oh, this guy, like we're so happy he's not around or we get to be, you know, free of sheldon for the night mm-hmm, or whatever
2: yeah.
0: or when they flat out like when they do things on purpose to like trick him exactly or, that know, i really when he's yeah. like not catching on to something and they just keep like egging I on know, and laughing at know i him.
2: know i hate that now that i it's just like i'm yeah like some things now hit harder for me now that i've like really processed a lot of i've just realized lately that like a lot of my social trauma from childhood and teenagehood comes from being bullied or like ridiculed or whatever essentially for my autistic traits because i think up until a while ago i didn't necessarily associate it with autism I just thought it was, like, kind of, like, things that I did. And then I'm realizing now, not to say that everything is an autistic trait, but there were a lot of, like, like things that I do or the way that I see things or me not catching a certain thing that was because of that. So now it hits harder for me. When I see those scenes where they're literally, like, messing with him, it yeah. hits me harder because I know, I now I know... But that's actually an autistic trait so like wow it's messed up that they're doing that yeah yeah
0: yeah for sure yeah that's definitely a part of the show that i wish was different that they they get those laughs at sheldon's expense you know it made me think of one scene in particular that i really have a problem with every time it shows up it's like it's a weird mix of emotions for me because for one it's like it's another relatable moment where I can relate to Sheldon, but then it's, it's kind of a moment where they're using an autistic trait to sort of like invoke laughter and make a joke. And it's where um, Sheldon, I don't know what happens. He's doing something on the whiteboard and like figuring out math and something goes wrong. I don't remember what, what, seen it exactly is but he gets upset and he takes the whiteboard mm-hmm. off and he's like ah and he like throws it down on the ground and like storms off to the bedroom and everyone's like ah and I'm like no though but not funny because like yeah. I feel like many autistic people can relate to having that moment where you're kind of exactly. I mean it's like he's having a melt he's having a meltdown
2: exactly basically he's is, like, is yeah. what they're showing mm-hmm. and
0: it's like That's not funny though in real life when that happens. Yeah, it's not because it's not something
2: that we do for fun at all. It's like
0: yeah,
2: it's like it just like our brain gets overwhelmed and can't take it anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, So no, that definitely hits me harder now too because I do remember the scene that you're talking about. I think he was trying to. He was trying to figure something out for like he was trying to prove a theory I think it was can't remember if it was for string theory or like there's this episode that he he gets into some other theory. I can't remember no, he's like string theory is dead or something like that, yeah, <laughs> and then he tries to pursue something else, and then he's do i remember like the episode starts with him doing all these calculations on this board and going crazy and trying to figure it out and and you know just really struggling um and then yeah and then i remember the meltdown uh and then i do remember that i just curiously also remembered um that the way the the um the way he ends up so i think i think it's like at the very end of the episode that the way he solves he finally cracks the code is like something fall, he sees, like, something, I think Penny drops something on the floor, or something like that, like, something falls on the floor, and then he, like, figures it out, um, Mm -hmm. and anyways, that's just something that popped in my head, um, but, yeah, like, that, that is tough, the, to, to have, you know, to, to make his meltdowns a comical thing because i think
0: yeah
2: yeah that's definitely like i can understand like you know his um like little quirky behaviors and stuff like that you know not not to say i completely a hundred percent like i don't think i would it would be Something that I complete, I can, it's just, it's hard, it's easier for me to digest, I guess I would say. It's easier for me to digest when when it's, like, just, like, his, um, quirky stuff or whatever. But when they're, like, when it's, like, something really serious, like a meltdown that we don't, that we don't like, that we don't have control with, because, well, I mean, over, because, um, it's funny, like, I think we even mentioned this last, when I came on your podcast, we did an episode about meltdowns, of course, um,
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, one of the things that upsets me, that frustrates me the most with with meltdowns around neurotypicals, yeah. um, is that they don't seem to understand that it's not. See, they think of it as a tantrum, and it's not a tantrum because tantrums are intentional. You're doing some, you're doing it intentionally to get something, and a meltdown is not that. Mm-hmm. And they think it's something. If they don't think it's a tantrum, they think it's something that we can control. Like my sister to this day, even knowing she's like knows a lot about neurodiversity and like we've talked a lot about it and she's usually very affirming, but I still struggle with her when I have meltdowns because I don't think she fully understands that it's not something I... And I have friends that are like this, that they're like, they say I should work on my meltdowns or whatever. And I'm just like, that's messed up <laughs> say to yeah. a autistic person. You're because, like, I don't
0: want this to happen. I don't just want this you. to I, happen. Yeah. I'm
2: not trying. Could, yeah, yeah, exactly. If I could just not have meltdowns, if I could like, I'm, if I were overstimulated or really upset at someone or whatever, like on the verge of a meltdown, and I could just press a button, no meltdown. I would do that every time.
0: Yeah, that would be great. (laughs)
2: That (laughs) would
0: be great. Yeah, and you use the word tantrum, and they do use that word on the show a couple times. Sheldon uses it to describe himself, and I think that other characters on the show say something about Sheldon having a tantrum, or Sheldon's like, oh, but if you know, this happens and I have a tantrum and we have to leave early, you'll know why, or something like Mm. that. And I'm like, ooh, I don't like that they call it a tantrum. Yeah, and especially that
2: he does himself. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Because it just reinforces it. Mm
2: -hmm. It
0: does. And a lot of people have problems, I know, with the whole joke around, like, I'm not crazy, my mother had me tested. You know, Mm -hmm. that sort of, that line from the show that gets brought up a few times. Yeah, that's right, that's right you know it's like yeah there are a lot of problematic things we can admit that and also like you were mentioning about the the homophobia the you know the gender stuff the you know yeah. sexism that jokes um, mostly surrounding Howard's mom but also you know just throughout the show just Penny making comments about, like, oh, like, being skinny, or, like, she told me I was skinny, you know, like, just a lot of things, like, mm-hmm. women talking about their size and their bodies and ways that we don't, you know, see that happening yeah. today, and you couldn't have that on a show today, there's no way, True. um, yeah, the stuff about Howard's mom always bothers me. Anything to do with, like, fat phobia
2: yeah, there's and a talking lot. about
0: people's sizes mm-hmm. and stuff, I don't like that at all.
2: Yeah, me neither, no. Um, there's a lot of fat that's phobia, a real, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's a real cringy part of that show. Yeah. Um, a lot of shows from back in the day have a lot of that. Another show that I really like is Friends. I mean, oh, yeah. I grew up on that show mm-hmm. in the 90s, and it's like, in the 90s, that's just how people talk and that show has not aged well like I still watch it but there's so many parts of it that I'm like oh this is so Mm -hmm. cringy like I can't believe it used to be okay to like say things like this and portray people this way so it's it's definitely it's a sign of the times (laughs) you know but again like you said that that doesn't excuse it (laughs) But also, yeah, it was a different time when there weren't the standards weren't the same as they are now for how people, for what we are able to put out there, how people communicate. Yeah. So. Yeah. Ooh.
2: No, it's true, but um, yeah, like I still, I think, um, I guess a couple of uh, some couple more things I wanted to talk about. Uh, the one more thing I think that they. Represented well um, was the cognit um like cognitive versus emotional empathy, and uh, like I I um the fact that Sheldon would like he would sense like because I have this like I'll sense when someone's upset. I have a lot of emotional empathy, so I sense that. Someone is upset, or like something is off, but I just don't know exactly, I don't always know what or why. Um, mm-hmm. and uh, I feel like that was Sheldon was kind of like that too, where like he would always notice when the energy was off or had shifted, but he just wouldn't know exactly what or why. And I think that's um, that's something uh, important to to highlight because there's this misconception out there among neurotypicals that autistic people they say that autistic people don't have empathy and that's such a harmful stigma because it's really we have hyper empathy when it comes to emotional empathy because like it'll but like i feel this and i'm sure you probably do too like where if if Something is effe- like we feel things like really intensely. Like, if even like something's affecting me, like, um, ab- about like someone else, um, and I know that like they're in distress or they're upset and that like there's nothing I can do or I don't have any control over it or I don't understand it or whatever the case might be, I feel very strongly about it and it keeps me up at night and it's like. So like, it really bothers me not just because they're ignoring the fact that we do have emotional empathy, it's the cognitive empathy that we struggle with, but they're also completely ignoring the fact that it's like, in some cases, we have more empathy. It's just so crazy, like Mm -hmm. how, that's one of the ones, the misconceptions that bothers me the most, for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think there are many moments on the show where I relate to how Sheldon shows empathy because there are a lot of moments where they do like highlight Sheldon having an empathetic moment, but I think many times on the show when it happens, it's sort of a delayed, like for me, sometimes I have a sort of like delayed processing when it comes Mm -hmm. to empathy I will be wrapped up in like my own experience of a thing um, and sometimes have a difficulty seeing the other person's side of it and having empathy. And until I have time to process and sort through, and then I'll be like, Mm -hmm. oh, and there's so many times on the show with Sheldon that that happens where he's, where it's like he's having this. This struggle of understanding, and then he's like, Oh, okay, wait, I get it. And then he shows his empathy, and he, he does have empathy on the show. And if you watch the show from season one through season, I think there's 11,
2: 12, 13, there's a lot of seasons. Mm-hmm.
0: I should know this by now, I've watched it so many times. But, um, seldon's character progression from the beginning to the end is also he shows a ton of growth hmm. and. I love that. That's one thing I really like about the show and his character is like, it does show that, you know, I think a lot of people think that autistic people can't sort of like, like there's this one way and there's no way that we can ever like adapt or change or show any, you know, it's like.
2: mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Or like, I guess, I guess like, learning and growing. Yeah,
2: because we can even make mistakes and and learn from them. Yeah, it's like it's not
0: like we're just wandering around like in our own worlds unable to like understand anything going on. Mm -hmm. It's like it really shows with Sheldon how he, you know, he experiences new things. He learns things about himself. He has personal growth. He starts to have a little bit more like emotional intelligence throughout the show like um, yeah. He starts to understand empathy better and how it you know so it is sort of like that that character progression mm-hmm. with him that i really like watching
2: yeah 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 definitely i think
0: they did a good job with that
2: yeah yeah they show like I think they they show different facets of him and they really do give him personality they really do and that's something that I think this show really um does, it just it does so much better with with than compared to The Good Doctor and it's why it makes the good it makes me so upset at the the good doctor because The Good Doctor is from 10 years later And could have done a lot better on giving the guy some personality. But no, the good doctor, he is literally a bundle of autistic traits with this, like, robotic voice that it's like, they think that, like, that's he always taught, like, and that's just, I mean, not to say that there might not be some autistics that do have that voice, like, consistent it's just but it's like very they don't give him any person there's no personality at all there's just nothing and there's just really not like okay he he's in a relationship and this and that but it's like there's no they're not showing any depth to him they're not showing any personality and sheldon is different sheldon has personality they give him a lot, and they, they really build on his character, and they give him a lot of personality and I think that starts happening yeah. like within the first few seasons as the show progresses, and yeah. the, the good doctor is so frustrating because they're in the sixth season. Uh, they're in the sixth season, and he still has no personality. He's still like the same like it, it feels like he's some kind of robot, like a prop. Like, just, yeah. just prop, like, he's the main character, but he's, like, literally just there to show that he's a bundle of, of traits and, and yeah. that he just speaks monotonely all the, like, he, all the time. Like, I speak monotonely too, but it's not like that. It's like, I'm still, I still have a person, I still oh my god it drives me crazy because that's literally and they in the good doctor he is like they make it oh they make it clear that he's autistic pretty much every episode but that then that that show is so problematic that because that show that really does paint a stigma on autism it's
0: yeah
2: yeah i think i'm i don't know yeah
0: i haven't watched that i mean i tried to start watching that show um and I think I made it through two episodes and I was like, I can't with this. Like it was exactly what you're saying. You. I was like, yeah. I'm offended by this show. Like the way yeah. that they created this character, mm-hmm. he's very one dimensional. Like even if a, an autistic person does have some sort of that monotonous tone and is very serious and doesn't show a lot of expression, I still feel like they have personality and mm-hmm. they're an individual and they're not just like a one dimensional, like you said, robotic person and i always wonder i'm like i wonder if as the show progresses if it gets better but i couldn't hold on it does not but as you're saying (laughs) it it gets worse i
2: I think it gets worse and maybe that's because i mean i don't know if it gets worse or the fact like it got worse for me because i started getting more frustrated because i started realizing wait a second now it's been Two seasons, three seasons, four seasons, five, six, and he still doesn't have like a personality, like they haven't really developed his personality. Like they've ended. What's frustrating is they develop everyone around him. Everyone around him has all these stories and these love conflicts and, you know, these things. And okay, like he has one, there's one instance where it's like he's a little bit conflicted in between car, uh, this person Carly and this other person Leah but it's not it 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 lasts one or two episodes and it's like they don't show his internal struggle at all they don't show like him it's so external it's so like okay this is what neurotypicals think of of autism and it's just like yeah No, no, because then it's like people that don't know, people that legitimately just don't know, just maybe haven't heard of it before and just maybe want to know and learn. They'll watch that show and then they think, oh, yeah, that's autism. Okay, And then like that's going to lead to them like not believing people that present differently than that. When yeah. they say they're autistic,
0: mm-hmm. so, yeah, exactly. That's where it comes from. Where it's like, oh, you don't seem autistic. Yeah, and it's like, well, maybe you got your idea from the good doctor about yeah. what I'm supposed to be like. But yeah, um, yeah, that, yeah, I know. I I like how Sheldon is a character. He does have personality. Another thing I really like about his character on the show is he he doesn't care. Yeah really he doesn't care what people think about him and he doesn't really try and change in order to please others and i think there's a difference like yes he does show growth throughout the seasons but he never really change like makes an effort to be like oh i need to try and fit in and change things about myself um he's basically just like you know he is who he is and take it or leave it and yeah You know, I do like that it does show that he has friends and he does have like this little community of people who, yeah, although sometimes it's problematic that they make fun of and stuff. I think it's very clear in the show that they all really like care about each other and it's a solid group of friends. And, I mean, there's a lot of neurodivergent coding going on on that show. I honestly don't think Sheldon's the only autistic one. <laughs> Even if they didn't mean to do that, it's like... Uh,
2: yeah, Yeah, I true. feel like
0: there's a lot of neurodivergent traits.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's true. In all
0: of the characters, yeah.
2: Yeah, that's a good point. And it is a really good point about how Sheldon doesn't feel forced to change. And I think that's how... How it should be, you know, like neurodivergent people or just, you know, people that present differently shouldn't have to change. Like that's so important for people to understand um, because I feel like in society, like in schools, in workplaces and in society in general, there's still so much emphasis on making the neurodivergent person change or making the neurodivergent person fit neurotypical molds and um and it's really it's so much more helpful the other way around um as a matter of fact i i just um remembered something i i figured i'd mention it um because i know that you actually you have a daughter that's 14 or 15 and Mm -hmm. and has adhd as well autistic and adhd right Mm
0: -hmm. yeah Yeah.
2: okay so because i read about this professor i don't know if um she has like a lot of hyperactivity as well but there was this professor so there's um because i'm also part brazilian i follow some brazilian accounts and there was this professor in brazil that i think was a neurotypical professor but he posted that he had an adhd student um and he noticed that well she he didn't know that she had adhd originally but like she got a low score, like twenty-eight percent on a quiz, and then she taught he like talked to her, he was like, Oh, what's going on and so and so and she explained that she had ADHD and that it was hard for her to focus sometimes because she gets really hyperactive. And then what he did was he the next class he had a, a, a talk with the whole class about neurodiversity and so the, um, he found out that there was one more student that was diagnosed with ADHD and there were two more that identified with the symptoms or the traits. And then, so he made space in between the last two rows of the classroom so they could walk around during class um, as like a stim to like keep Because sometimes it can be really helpful to like, if you're paying more, it's easier to absorb information as if you're like moving around or fidgeting or or walking or stimming. So he allowed those students to be able to do that um, instead of like putting them in a different class or separating them or whatnot, um, or just Mm -hmm. making them try harder, which is also problematic. But he did that accommodation And then there was another test, and the second test that that same person that scored twenty eight had scored like ninety
0: three. Um, oh wow! Yeah. yeah. Okay. So,
2: like that was, and he's like, "Well, I I don't know, but if that isn't inclusive education, I don't know what is." Cause, and then I was yeah. just like, that hit me really hard because I was like wow, you know, imagine if all schools did, if all teachers thought that way and if all schools mm-hmm. did that. Um, yeah. Like, that's so brilliant and it just shows clearly by the results. Like, it's like, that's what she needed. And so, and I, it just made me think like, wow, there's so many times that like, the person gets, um, either they're just told to try harder and they end up like struggling and more and becoming like, really stressed um and affecting their health or they're like separated they're like special education classrooms or whatever which not to say that it can't that can't be helpful for some but i feel like there's so many times where it's just one small adjustment that that like that that can make a huge difference
0: yeah 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 for sure yeah i know um my daughter she is on an IEP and she does have like certain Mm -hmm. accommodations that can be applied in the classroom if she chooses to use them she never does Mm -hmm. even though I encourage her Mm -hmm. to like you know if you need more time on a test if you need to take a test in the the -hmm. other room where it's quiet whatever she has all these different things um and I think for her it's more of a thing where it's like well no like I want to do what the other kids are doing like I don't and so it's sort of like an ongoing conversation with us where it's like I want her to know that it's it's okay to use her accommodations and even something simple like that that can seem less exclusive, less like, oh, well, you have to go in the other room to take your test. Like maybe mm-hmm. just give them a minute to like move around, walk yeah. around. I know for me, sitting in a chair right now, I'm just getting fidgety. So I'm like, I'm in the chair. I should have sat on the floor because, you know, but even – As an adult, sometimes asking for and utilizing accommodations like that. I know with, I had a job like that I started this earlier this year, um, and I had to go through like a five day corporate orientation thing where we're just like sitting all day and looking at PowerPoint presentations. And the first day was awful because we're just sitting there all day, and I asked the teacher or the person, who was leading the orientation. I was like, uh, tomorrow when I come back, can I bring a yoga mat and sit on the floor? And she was like, sure. And I did that, but I still felt self-conscious about mm-hmm. it. Cause I was like, I am the weirdo that's sitting on the floor. Um, but it's like,
2: yeah i'm in my
0: 40s i don't mm-hmm. really care anymore like if i look like a weirdo mm-hmm. but as a teenager i probably wouldn't have done that I yeah like oh i'm gonna sit on the floor yeah you know i just wasn't no
2: i know. can totally so it's hard. yeah it's hard like i can understand where she's coming from like how she feels with that because like yeah. i i would also probably feel the same like i think i did feel the same when i was younger like you know like to get because, like, I got extra time on my SATs and stuff. And I mean, that wasn't as bad because it's like you're in a room with other people that have extra time as well. But I remember yeah. just like, I mean, a lot of it comes from because we internalize so much of the ableism that we receive because we're told we get so many negative messages throughout life about, you know, just being like, you know, just trying harder and fitting in and all of that, that it's really difficult to like, um, to admit that you need accommodations or that you need to do things differently. Like, okay, I just remembered Mm -hmm. um, when um, when I was doing my acting training I did early on tell my teacher about being autistic. And he did offer like if the, you know, like he did say we could do things differently. Like he could modify the curriculum a little bit for me if I needed to do things differently. And I remember at the time I I felt like I didn't, want to do that and I ended up not needing to and it went it worked out but I remember like thinking back on it now sometimes I'm like maybe it would have been easier if I had done things a little bit differently or just been a little more open I mean I was also still very much learning a lot of what I learned about neurodiversity came even after that acting training but it just makes me think like there, there are moments where I could have advocated for myself more or maybe asked for more accommodations, but I yeah. think it's all like, you know, a learning experience and it's like a growing experience and it's like you, you're slowly like with time. Like for me, it's still hard because I still have a lot of that like internalized shame and ableism Um but it's been like, I've noticed it's been changing with time. Um, I was at a wedding a couple months ago and there was actually another autistic person there and I was feeling overstimulated by the sound and he let me wear his, uh, he had some loop earplugs actually and he let me wear them yeah. and it was, they were really helpful and, um, but I remember feeling like there were moments where I'd be like, oh shoot, like people are going to like look at me because I'm wearing earplugs. But then after a while, I was just like, okay, you know, so what? I'm wearing earplugs. I'm overstimulated. If they, you know, yeah. try to, like, pick on me or whatever, I'll just say, I'm autistic. I need these. And, and then they'll just... And then I'm sure that'll get them to stop. And it's actually interesting since... Yeah. Okay, back to Sheldon Cooper. I know that this. Mm-hmm. I just went on a long ADHD tangent, but... um.
1: the same trip
2: the same trip i was uh so at my hotel i was getting out of the elevator and there was this couple walking in and um uh he's the guy's like oh she's cool she's essentially getting married and it was a different wedding but he's like she's essentially getting married to sheldon and i remember that triggered me it triggered me. And I don't even yeah. know if they were talking about Sheldon Cooper. They could have very well been talking about someone else. But something in that triggered me. And I was like, I think they're talking about Sheldon Cooper. And I remember I just turned to the guy. Like, I, I was leaving the elevator and I just turned back. I was like, what's wrong with Sheldon? And then he's like, <laughs> um... Oh uh, no! There's nothing wrong with him. No, he's he's great. He's great. And then so I was like, but why would you say like she's getting married to Sheldon? And it's like, oh no, Sheldon's great. Sheldon's great. And then I could tell that okay, <laughs> I made him uncomfortable enough. I'll go back to my room now. Um, but I was just he's like, like yeah, because I think people reflect on it. And the, the point I guess where I was getting to, yeah. um, which circles back to what we were talking earlier earlier about is that um people don't realize it in the moment when they're, like, you know, on. The, let's assume he was talking about Sheldon Cooper, but, like, when people are, like, making fun of, like, certain Sheldon-like traits or whatever, um, they don't realize in the moment, and I totally understand, but in essence, like, they are making fun of autistic people, or they are making fun of autistic traits, and it's interesting. Yeah because I think and I'm not to say that it was what happened, but I think that might have been what was going on with that guy and I think it does happen to a lot of people. Okay, here's another example. I'm just on fire, but um okay, it's at the same uh the same wedding and I promise this is like the last thing pretty much um that I have to talk about. But um the there was like okay, me and the other autistic guy, of course, we were, like, hanging out. We were, like, with each other and we were, like, staying away from the crowd because it started with, like, this roof, uh, this outdoor um, thing where they had, like, drinks and then they had, like, a little patio or whatever. And so we were, like, hanging out. Uh, We had a couple drinks and we were, like, just, like, away from the crowds. And then... But it started raining. And then we actually stayed in the rain a little bit. Um, And everyone was, like... Starting to like go closer to inside, and we were like, we stayed there for as long as we could. And then, when the whole mob was like moving downstairs, we went downstairs. Um, but then I heard I was going to the bathroom downstairs already, and I was walking by the hallway, and I overheard this guy I think he was working there, maybe he was talking to a colleague or something, and he was like, Oh, yeah, you know, those. Uh, crazy people that want to stay in the rain or something or we should just the people that want to stay in the rain should just uh should just go grab them or something like he said it wasn't that it was like something like um kind of problematic like he was really like essentially and I don't know necessarily if he was talking about me and my friend but it was like it just made me think too it was like okay but that's also like it can be very much an autistic thing like what if and and even if you're not autistic like what if this person just wants to be in the rain and what if it's like like there shouldn't be any judgment or like it just kind of triggered me a little bit too and i actually had this whole conversation with him like really politely and calmly i was like hey man you know so there are actually some people that like have more sensory sensitivities and like you know need to be away from noise and away from crowds and sometimes that might be in the rain so you know I understand that you didn't mean it this way but that can be problematic sometimes when you say that and he was like he like shook my hand and he was like oh thank you um, what's your name oh George nice to meet you so-and-so and he was like oh wow I really like this guy I was able to kind of educate him on this and he, he took it really well.
0: Yeah. That's amazing. I love that. Um, I think that educating people in the moment like that can be really hard to do. And it's cool that you are able to kind of like find the strength to do that. Cause I think so many of us just, Shrug stuff like that off. I know I do often where it's just
2: like, uh. Yeah, like, I think I'm not in, gonna a, say in a usual situation, I, I might have. Like, in some situations, I might have, because I'm like, it's. Because a lot of times, like, because he could have taken it very differently. And I think a lot of times I'm already, like, assuming that they're going to take it badly, and I don't even try. Yeah. But then, like, I was. It was weird because it was like, I think not only was I like, because I was a little overstimulated, I was a little more sensitive, but I was also, I had had a couple drinks because, you know, I, it, I also find myself like um, prone to drinking at these big events because it does kind of take away the, the sensory overload a little bit and Mm -hmm. i wasn't like super drunk or anything but it was probably like i was maybe a little bit buzzed and i was also like i think even more aware like i was i might have just not because i don't even know for sure like if he was talking about me but like i don't know it just happened and uh it actually worked out yeah 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 that's
0: amazing i love that yeah it's, you know, people do need to be educated and, you know, going back to shows and how they can be helpful and problematic. I think, I think it's sort of a mixed bag. Like I think certain aspects of characters like Sheldon can help people sort of see things and, and kind of, be led in on what it's like to be an autistic or neurodivergent person. Um, but then also there's the other side of the coin where it's like, but sometimes people can think like, that's the only way that looks. And it's funny because we don't do that with any other group mm-hmm. of people, you know, you wouldn't be like... True.
2: Like every um, black person is the same or every queer person. Right. Yeah.
0: Any every like gay person presents the same every you know like there's all of these you know if you look at any other minority group it's like I mean I think most of us I mean I do think that there are people who think people of certain races are all the same but those people
2: are there are people that think that way
0: (laughs) I think the majority of people don't think that way um, nowadays uh, hopefully Um, Mm -hmm. but it's like. So I have never really understood why people look at autism that way. Even when you look at like a, like a developmental disability, like down syndrome, Mm -hmm. even that that is like, not every down syndrome person is the same. Like every person has different support needs, different Mm -hmm. levels of functioning, different, you know, personalities, you know, it's different strengths, different weaknesses. And it's like, So I don't know why people just think of autism as like this one single thing where it's like you're Rain Man or you're Sheldon or you're, there's no way you could possibly be autistic if you don't act like that.
2: Yeah, it's part, well, partly I think part of it comes from the stigmatization, like from, I think some people get it from Sheldon, but I think a lot of people, particularly older people get it from Rain Man. Um, yeah,
0: mm-hmm. and which is a great movie, but also it
2: yeah, <laughs> didn't I mean, do
0: a lot of good things for the yeah, autistic community um, for sure.
2: Yeah, I think there's that, and it's like, well, they see it as the also the big problem is like they see they don't get the fact that um, the spectrum isn't linear because there's so many, and I I made this mistake too. I used to think of it as linear because that's how I was told, but. It's Uh more like uh, a pizza wheel instead of a a linear, like we know this, of course, but um, I always like to highlight how it's more like a pizza wheel of different traits and different intensities to those traits instead of like autism means either, because I feel like it leads to them thinking of two extremes. Either they think of the young, white, high support needs boy, maybe non-speaking that's, like, very, has very obvious, maybe co-occurring disabilities, very obvious uh, support needs, um, and, or the other extreme being, like, someone like Rain Man. And so it doesn't leave any mm-hmm. room for anything in between, and because those are both, like, white heterosexual males, it leaves yeah all other identities out, which is very unfortunate. Um, and I yeah. really, I really hope, I'm, you know my podcast and your podcast and all the other resources out there. I hope that we are um, changing that narrative slowly, but surely.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think, I definitely think there's more diversity out there, more types of neurodivergent people, you know, putting themselves out there as in a more public way on social media and podcasts and things. And I feel like that's amazing because it really is going to start to shift. Like, I feel like it already has started to shift. Um, but I think it's just going to get more and more to the point where, you know, we're going to look back, you know, in 15, 20 years and be like, Oh man, like we were so like dense back then as you know, societally Um, that, you know, people didn't even know what autism was. Um, and I, I do think that shows that showcase autistic people can be helpful and both hurtful as I just said, yeah. it can be like a mixed bag. You know, there's, there's yeah. good things about it and bad. And the fact that they, you know, going back to Sheldon, mm-hmm. they never said he was mm-hmm. autistic. I I don't know how you feel about that, but I feel like, I don't like that they never said it, because to me it almost feels like they didn't want to admit Mm -hmm. that maybe it was like a...
2: There's... yeah.
0: I don't know. I don't know why it bothers me. I wish they would have put it out there Yeah. like, yeah, here's the thing.
2: There's part of me that thinks that... there's part of me that does really wish that they had said it, and for a while I was really... I was really frustrated because I couldn't understand why they didn't just say it, because it would have really helped like people understand that there's um, more they're, they're, that the autistic people can have like full personalities. I think that's the main thing that would have been really awesome for people to understand. But I started to realize that I think the reason they didn't say it. Is because they would be openly mocking him for being autistic. They wouldn't be able to get yeah. away with all those jokes. They like the the second, like the the very episode. Let's say he was he like he gets a diagnosis in season six, episode four. So like everything yeah. after that, I they wouldn't have been able to do the jokes anymore.
0: That's or, true. Yeah. Whenever you're like, oh, this person actually has a disability. Yeah, uh, you can't make fun of that anymore yeah, um, yeah I mean that's a good point I, I never really looked at it that way but that probably is a big reason why because I was always like you know I don't know why yeah. nobody just came out and said it or yeah. why there wasn't a moment on the show where he like figured that out or whatever but that's um, what
2: I think like because I read someone yeah. else like someone else was talking about that or brought that hypothesis up and then I started reflecting on it and it made a lot of sense. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, that, I think they might be onto something. I think this makes a lot of sense. Like, because of course, like, because for a while, I wondered, like, if they even knew that this was, this character is essentially autistic coded. Because there are, it's yeah. so funny that there's, there's some people out there that They just don't know, like, they'll, they're basically, I'll see ads that are like, oh, I mean, someone shared once that was not with me, but just on social media, like, um, oh, if can you uh, talk about one topic, like a challenge to talk about one topic for 30 minutes? And I just think, have you met a neurodivergent person? (laughs) Like... (laughs) This is like like
0: the challenge is stopping talking, yeah,
2: it. it's like, oh my God, where do I sign up do I, I mean, are you like' Because yeah. there are people like, oh my god, I would it's like people will like, I don't know if it's like there's people that are like paying maybe there's people that are paying people to like do that, but it's like if that's the case, I'm like, oh sign me up because,
1: yeah, I get rich, definitely, yeah,
2: I would be hell, like super rich because yeah. Um oh my god so i think some people don't know so i used to wonder like do they just not know that he's essentially autistic yep. coded and then once i figured it out once i listened to that episode with with Bill Prady um mm-hmm. and uh and and then him you know him revealing like oh okay Sheldon really is autistic coded then i then i think it was after that that i was like it was like after that i got even more confused for for a second and then i was like oh okay they they would they don't if yeah if they said it they would they yeah. would they they couldn't do the jokes anymore so i think i don't know if that's like yeah. the only reason but i think i think it was probably a big reason yeah which maybe yeah,
0: yeah. mhm i mean We'll never know, probably, unless Bill Prady wants to come on the show and talk to us. Yeah, (laughs) Um,
2: I don't know if he would admit that. Yeah, I mean,
0: I think, yeah, Yeah. maybe not.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Overall, like, I think, obviously, I said I still like the show. I watch it every day. Mm -hmm. I have it. It's, like, my go-to. I've watched it. Like, as soon as it ends, I'm like, I'm not going to watch this again. And then I started over like mm-hmm. the next day. Cause I'm like, I'm just, it's part of my routine and it's like
2: embedded. And I, yeah, you know, I mean, you I know, think it's fine. Like it. I'll sure. still watch it too. Like, um, it's just, I know the problems with it. Like I'll just watch it, but, but I'm, and I can still like enjoy it maybe, but it's just like, I know yeah. that I know the, the good things and I know the bad things about it. And, I guess that helps me, like...
0: Yeah, and for me, like, Mm -hmm. it helps me... The way that it helps me is I do find Sheldon extremely... Not only relatable, but I find him likable. And I know a lot of people have said that they don't find... That's another thing that they're like, they made him an asshole and it makes autistic people look bad, like we're all selfish assholes and all this stuff, and I get that side of it. but, But, like, to me... I really like Sheldon and Mm -hmm. I feel like if he were a real life person, I would want to be friends with him because I I do feel like we have a lot of similarities and I would Mm -hmm. get along with him in real life and I would understand him. Um, And also like I think just seeing a person who sort of doesn't or whatever. He's just, like I said, he's living his truth. He's being himself. He moves through the world in his own way mm-hmm. and that has actually inspired me a lot. I mean, it sounds kind of funny just saying like sh- the character of Sheldon Cooper has inspired me to do that too, but it really has. Like, It's really helped me be like, even though this is a fictional character, I'm like, you know, Sheldon mm-hmm. can do this. I can do this. If Sheldon can be open about all his quirks and you know, just sort of, like, not
2: really care what other people mm-hmm. think, why can't I do that, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, so. no, that was, I really do like that, that, that he's, like, Um. like, you know, he doesn't try to change, like, he's, he is, he, who he is, and, you know, there's, the people don't, I don't know if I. I mean, I, I still. They make fun of him and stuff, but I don't think they pressure him to change, which is.
0: Mm.
2: Which is good, yeah. also. Um, and uh, I guess there's just one more thing I, I remembered, because you were talking about one instance uh, where he doesn't. where he can't eat, like, the same kind of food on the same day, but there's another one um, that he they want to have, like, I can't remember if it was, like, Thai food or pizza or something on a Thursday, and he's like, no, we can't, because Thursday is, um, I think it's something like, we can't have Thai food because Thursday is pizza night, or, or vice versa, or something yeah. like that, um, and uh-huh. so, like, that kind of rigidity as well, which um, I feel like I have not necessarily, like, With, like, the day of the week necessarily, but, like, with a lot of things, I I feel that same way. It's just the thing, you know, that's like, um, it doesn't make sense in my brain. Like, I would have, um, certain, I used to have, like, certain colors of clothing that I liked to wear, um, like, if I went, to the gym like on on Wednesday and then again on Sunday like on Wednesdays I'd like to I liked to wear blue and on Sundays I'd like mm-hmm. to wear white and it was just the thing for a long time like I it would throw me off if I wore white on a Wednesday or if I wore blue on a Sunday it just didn't feel right
0: yeah yeah oh yeah I totally get that and yeah there there are de- Things that I am super rigid about, and yeah, that's another relatable trait of Sheldon's. Is like, I don't necessarily have a like, oh, we can't eat this because of this night, um, but there are things that I am not rigid about, <laughs> mm-hmm. so it's like it is relatable, and I can be like, ah, I'm not alone,
2: <laughs> yeah, no, it is, and that's um, a good thing about it, like ha- having uh, even. Yeah. I have, wow. Well, I mean, I I have a lot of, there are a lot of things I, I don't, there are a lot of things I don't like about The Good Doctor, but um, even The Good Doctor, like, there were things, the reason I liked it in the beginning is because, like The Big Bang Theory, like Atypical, like these other shows, I could relate to the autistic character, um, I could, like, I was like, the, he made me, uh, like, Sheldon made me feel seen. Sam in Atypical made me feel seen, even though there were problems with Sam, too. Um, yeah. And uh, Sean, as, as problematic as that character is, did make me feel seen in some instances. In others, I was just like, come on, guys, like, that's not what, what yeah. racism is, but... um yeah, it is. There's a huge part of it that that does make you feel seen. I, I can relate to that too. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and like I said, other other characters on that, that show too were like everyone on that show had no problem being being kind of like a, a weirdo, mm-hmm. like marching to the beat of their own drum. Yeah, and I. I just, I enjoy that part about the show too, because I'm like, I'm a proud weirdo and, and I don't mind, you know, not fitting in in the way that, you know, maybe other people want to try and fit in. It's just like, well, you know, that's just not my jam. I'm not going to try and fit myself into something that I'm not. And I like how the characters on that show sort of portray that mindset too. I know they're supposed to be like geeks and, nerdy guys and and girls and whatever and it's like but I think it's beyond that I think it's beyond the fact that they're just like nerds I think that it shows that like even if you're kind of like considered a nerd a weirdo an outcast someone who's different that life can still be great. You can still have friends. You can still enjoy your life. You can find a partner. Like, it's it's like, you don't have to fit into all these societal expectations to have, like, a great life and be happy, you know? You can find your own little band of weirdos and just, like, <laughs> yeah. fit in there.
2: Yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah, that that's huge, like, to show that, we can be weird and, and have full lives yeah definitely. yeah yeah
0: being weird is great
2: yeah absolutely also. i agree i agree i'm, I'm <laughs> i embrace it a lot more nowadays than i used to in the past
0: yeah. me too yeah the, the older i get the easier it is to embrace that i haven't always felt that that's a thing that comes with years going by and me caring less but yeah, there was a time in life when I tried really hard to fit it in and failed really hard <laughs> too. uh But now I'm just, like, oh well. Like, there's all kinds of different people out there, and and I love that, that show shows that. that I'm like, yeah, weirdos. Yeah, they're cool weirdos too. Yeah.
2: Like
0: I would hang out with all those Absolutely.
2: people. Absolutely. Oh my god, I so, totally would. I'd love to have a dinner at Sheldon's yeah. house. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. Totally.
2: Yeah. Cool. <laughs> um wow so that this um this was great i those are pretty much all the notes i had i don't know if if you wanted to add anything else um
0: yeah yeah. um no i think we pretty much covered everything the only thing i can think of one more thing that's like sticks out as problematic and i want to highlight it just so no one thinks that we glossed over it Mm -hmm. is that um sometimes like the infantilization of sheldon's character oh, that absolutely sort of portraying him so it's it's funny because he's portrayed as like this genius mm-hmm. but also in certain scenes they treat him like he's
2: a exactly. toddler
0: basically they where they're do. like mm-hmm. oh he's i'll buy you this toy if you're good or there oh, was we left this... sheldon in the car and i didn't crack the window exactly or,
2: you know. that that's that's frustrating too and there was one thing now i remember There was one episode that really, or I guess maybe a pair of episodes uh, that really frustrated me. I think it was the end of season five into the beginning of season six, maybe like six to seven or seven to eight. I can't quite remember, but Sheldon like goes to the train station and he's like, he's kind of like, I'm done with this. I'm done with everyone. He's like kind of having a a bit of a crisis and he's like I need to go you know ride trains for a while and just kind of like decompress which I can like I can totally relate to that um and then they go I remember Leonard and Penny go after him to the train station and they're like having this conversation like they're his parents or something like oh Mm -hmm. we need to let him go he needs to grow up or something and I know like it's another thing that's like for most people, it's like meant to be funny, but that yeah. that definitely upset. I that didn't sit. I remember that not sitting well right. for me. Like I remember yeah. every time because I watched that one a couple times at least. I think as well, and just because yeah. it had like the TV, they they show the same episodes over and over sometimes. And
0: uh-huh.
2: um, I remember like both times that I that I recall watching that episode, I remember feeling this like churn inside it like i would hear the laughs during that moment and in but inside of me i I was like very much like that's not funny come on like he's not a child yeah and
0: that that particular dynamic does become like a theme in the later um seasons of the show where there are several episodes where it's like they're portraying penny and leonard more in like a parental role to shit, uh, I don't children. like
2: that even and, yeah. like
0: I don't like it every time that happens I'm like Ooh, uh, I don't, don't like do that, that like he's, yeah he's a fully capable adult like and let's not like infantilize autistic people because I do think that is what mm-hmm. really harmful stereotype about autistic people is that we can't be like functioning adult people that we are like toddlers or children mm-hmm. and Yes, um some people do have like developmental delays mm-hmm. and things like that who mm-hmm. have autism who yeah, they do need that type of support. But like yeah. don't,
2: don't don't assume everyone portray does. People autistic people that way. Does. Yeah. Because those are two totally yeah. different
0: things. Like mm-hmm. autism and developmental disability yeah. and delay is like they're two separate things from mm-hmm. each other. Like mm-hmm. and not all people have both yeah. of those things. Like so
2: I feel like, yeah, yeah, people presume incompetence a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. Because I felt that, like, a lot in real life. Like, particularly after I tell them, if I tell them I'm autistic, like, sometimes I'll regret doing that if they don't have a lot of understanding of autism because it seems like after that they start to kind of infantilize you or, like...
0: Yeah. yeah. You can sense a shift. You can sense the shift.
2: You sense the shift.
0: it's like, oh... Should I talk slower? Like, should mm-hmm, I exactly. use smaller words? Or they're like,
2: I, they're like or yeah. Or they're afraid
0: you're not going to understand them. And it's like, dude, we've just been talking. Like, like I circled. before.
2: <laughs> yeah, like, someone sent me an email recently. And I'm sure they didn't mean it, like, in a bad way. And maybe this isn't even why they did it. But they were like, oh, I circled the... And they know, I've talked about being autistic with them before. Um... And they're like i've I circled the address on this, so you know where uh, what where it is or whatever, or something like that and I was just like, oh. I mean I give them a little bit of the benefit of the doubt because it was in pretty small font, so I'm like, maybe they just wanted to highlight it, and it could have been confusing because yeah. there was something else next to it but Mm, I don't know, like why would you I'm like, I just caught myself thinking, why would you assume yeah. that I wouldn't be able to read the address?
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Would you have done that for
0: anyone else? Exactly. Would you have circled it for someone exactly. Else? Would
2: it, I kept thinking to myself, hmm, well would she have done this yeah. with someone else? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That's the hard thing
0: about yeah. disclosing sometimes yeah. where you're like, Oh man, that sucks. Like, <laughs> yeah. Now
2: they're going to treat me differently. Yeah. Okay? Or I just have to have, um, like, I'll have to, if, I'll have to have a conversation with them at some point and be like, hey, so not all autistic people are like that, not all autistic are like this or that, yeah. or, and it's not a bad thing if you are, If you, but yeah. you, you you don't assume, assume, don't assume that I yeah. am. Yeah, that I, yeah. Yeah.
0: Just like any other person. Like, just mm-hmm. don't make assumptions about Don't people. make assumptions. People, you know, yeah. in general. I think that's a good yeah. rule of thumb.
2: Yeah, for so. sure. Yeah. 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 So,
0: okay. Yeah, okay. I think we hit everything. I think all, we did. All of the points. Yes, yes. <laughs>